Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Hey, everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Watch out for these other great titles from Buena Vista Home Video during the second half of 1990 ever-popular funny man Tom Hanks stars alongside canine companion Hooch. Having grossed over $70 million to date, Turner and Hooch is set to become a surefire success on video. Scott Turner had finally found the girl of his dreams. Oh, God, a woman in my house. He finally had the perfect relationship. So you'll be staying another night. Oh, yes, of course! When something big happened to change it. Something called Hooch. Wait a minute. No! You don't know much about dogs, do you? This is not my dog. Now he's being swept off his feet and dragged all over town. What are you doing to this dog? I'll just tear him for a All in the name of love. Touchstone Pictures presents Tom Hanks as a man who will beg. Don't eat the car! Don't the car! Who will bargain. You're not touching the water, the orange juice, I'm Steve, and Izzy's not with us again this time, but again, we are joined by the one, the only, the mighty, peculiar Matt Anderson. Welcome, Matt! Yes! Woo! It's been so long! 
Yes, and we're discussing 1989's Turner and Hooch. Came out a scant three months after K9 that you uh, heard in the little uh, opening thing there. <laughs> Some of our three thoughts months. out Damn. of context. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally uh, April 28th and July 28th, 1989. So the they were movie. really like the deep impact Armageddon of that year. Totally. Like... Totally. Yeah. <laughs> there was one we did, it was like the next week. Like they were released, I think it was like a horror one we did a couple of years ago. But it was like, it was like it was like uh, October second and October 9th. and they wow. were like basically the same movie. And I'm like, oh, wonder why one of these people saw another one they didn't. But right, yeah, yeah, that's a that is always that like one is guaranteed probably to be the success, and then one will just crash. Like there's just you know, but yeah. But speaking of crashing, Matt, what are you drinking right now? I. I'm drinking water. You've heard of it. I have heard of it. I heard fish fucking it. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like, we call that, like, that's when you, like, aerate the water, you know, like, like, it, like an, a fine wine. You just make sure you get some, uh, some, uh, fish, uh, rumbling. Rumblefish. Some rumblefish, if you will. That is a <laughs> reference to a movie and a book that I have neither read nor seen. But Nicolas Cage is in one of them. You tell me Ooh. which one. Probably Pro- the book. Probably the book. Yeah, yeah. he he has the uh, the foreword on it or something. But uh, <laughs> on my end, for me, went to brewing. We have Christmas cheer, Munich style lager with juniper berries, and I'm starting to lose my voice. So my top. <clears throat> oh, my top. Yeah. Close the door, bacon. Oh, yeah, and for those who uh, don't remember from our last episode a couple days ago, Izzy's out, um, unfortunately. She has completely lost her voice because of uh, American healthcare hijinks, um, but she'll be back shortly, and she's making recovery now that they finally believe that she had pneumonia. Fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, ooh, nice little floral aroma on here. Man, that's smooth, baby. Yeah, we had this one earlier this month, too, but <clears throat> yeah, just nice, light. It's very seasonal this time. I like that. Yeah, you've gone yeah. From a, you've gone from a summer to a winter. Exactly. <laughs> like, three months might have passed between them. I don't know. But um, but yeah, yeah, this one, the it's nice base beer and the juniper berries just give it, yeah, kind of a, like a light floral quality and a little perfumey, but yeah, n- nothing too major. Just a nice, a nice touch, I would say. Nice. You know what I? You know you know what though. I hear elves. I hear elves fucking that beer though. So just so you know. Oh, that's the extra cheer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, that's what that's what they call elf testicles. When you, juniper, juniper berries. Yeah, when you get that mouthful of uh, extra cheer, just uh, just think about elves. There's a little saltiness to it. Thank you for that uh, fish thing as I drink my water. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, revenge tastes like elf jizz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, 1989's Turner and Hooch from director Roger Spottiswood. <laughs> <laughs> or Spottiswood, I don't know. Yeah, I know. You might know him. Who's he, Steve? I'm glad you asked, Izzy, in spirit. Uh, Terror Train. Yes. The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper. I haven't seen Yay. that one. Uh, the, the Best of Times. Hey. That, that's the one with, uh, was it Kurt Russell and like Robin Williams or like a high school... Football yes, yeah, and yeah, one's yeah. got a Letterman jacket on in the on the video art. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. I've just always seen yeah. the cover, and it's like never pictured Robin Williams as a football player. Not sure why. Yeah, I feel like that was like it had like a real made-for-TV vibe, but yeah. I can't like think of yeah. Okay. Uh, but then shoot to kill. I have yeah, no idea he, what that. You're one about is. to get to his best credit. Oh, you mean this? This or, movie, or well, or I the follow up came a little after this one. Oh, you're talking about Air America. I, you know, I wasn't. Oh, it's got to be this next one. Stop, or my mom will shoot. Yes, it is. Which he then followed with another disaster, Hiroshima. Ooh. <laughs> but then, don't worry, don't worry. He recovers. Oh, he does. Uh, tomorrow never dies. Wait a minute, that's the same as the James Bond movie. Yeah, it is a James Bond movie. What? It's the second Pierce Brosnan one, and... That's the one with uh, Christmas Jones, right? No. no, no, no. Oh, no, no, Jonathan Price. Yeah, Jonathan Price is Elliot Carver. Basically, Rupert Murdoch is the villain of uh, a James Bond movie. Terry Terry Hatcher. Hatcher, briefly, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Um, So, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies is one of the... um, the Pierce Bros. Actually, I just say one of the James Bond movies that I I feel like I always defend, and it um because it, it gets a pretty bad rap. And why would um, you have to defend a Pierce Brosnan movie like ever in general, even Grey Owl? Oh, I you know I can't tell if you're being sarcastic, so I'm just trying to navigate this question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Go but I'll say like people, and it's hard because it's like coming off Golden Eye, like it it was that set the bar pretty high in terms mm-hmm. of just like modernizing and bringing James Bond into the, you know. Yeah, actually putting thought into modernizing a James Bond movie as opposed to, yeah, we can do CGI with that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, I always find that, like, I, I, so I feel like Tomorrow Never Dies is one of those ones that gets, um, it really gets unfairly maligned um, as being the lesser movie. And while it's not as good as Goldeneye, like, it's such a, it's a really solid action movie. And... While maybe that's a little disappointing, you know, when you're thinking of a big, like, you know, James Bond, you know, being, you know, kind of just, there's, it's supposed to be, you know, so big, but like, I don't know. I, I, I always enjoy that one, um, as just, it, I could think it, honestly, if you can just look at it as an action movie and kind of remove the James Bond, like your, whatever your expectations, good or bad, of a James Bond movie and just, watch it as a solid like action movie it, it's really entertaining um yeah, yeah and i find that like maybe that might just be this director's trademark like like it's not going to be a masterpiece but i but feel like enjoy it <laughs> i feel like yes it's going to be because terror train kind of follows the same um you know it's not the best slasher movie you've ever seen but it's got enough it's got enough uniqueness and inventiveness being on like, you know, the setting and stuff and it's competently made. It's well shot, you know, all of that stuff. So I, I, I feel like the Roger Spottiswood or Spotswood or whatever is probably one of those like just awesomely solid directors that Hollywood used to have a ton of, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so anyways, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, well, and, I think I'm a fan, and, actually. Yeah, and, and I'll say this about Hiroshima. The ending might catch you off guard. Hmm. Didn't see yeah. it coming. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, and of course, After Tomorrow Never Dies, probably one of the forgotten Schwarzenegger movies, The Sixth Day, which I absolutely like. 
Yeah, wait, wait that's so... <laughs> again, not love, just like. <laughs> it, that's that, isn't like that, like a, the science fiction one, like kind yeah, of, uh, with the cloning and cloning. Uh, yeah, t- yeah. Tony Goldwyn's the bad guy. Spoilers, uh, you Goldwyn's... should know. But, Dude, yeah. ever since he got killed by that glass in Ghost, he's Ghost. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's been kind of typecast after that. <laughs> I know, but he, but because he made such a good smarmy bad guy that like it's kind of hard to see him in any as anything else. So. Yeah, but then after six day, uh, shake hands with the devil, the journey home, a street car, a street cat named Bob, and <laughs> the beach house. So, okay, so there. look, every every career has its highs and lows. No, but, uh, seems like he had a great career. <laughs> I, we could have stopped, you know, after the six day. But, but sorry, hey. sorry. I, I was just thinking from the director of Tomorrow Never Dies, a street a street named Bob. <laughs> I, 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 it's like I, I want to know more about it, but I also like don't. I, yeah, I kind of, no. yeah. But yeah. Um, I hope you go over the uh, the writers, eighteen thousand writers of this movie. Uh, um, yeah, I think there's like six listed here. Uh, first one, story credit by Dennis Shryak. Who's he? Uh, we just talked about him when we talked about the car. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the car? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, I figured. Uh, the Gauntlet, Murder by Phone, Code of Silence, Pale Rider, Rent-A-Cop, This, Run, Fifty Fifty, and Revenge on the Highway. But, of course, the car, so what? Uh, story by Michael Blodgett, who did one episode of The Munsters, 14 of Never Too Young, The Catalina Caper, uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, The Velvet Vampire, and a bunch of TV stuff. But I think you may be inferring specifically about written by daniel petrie jr who had a little movie called beverly hills uh ninja Ninja. yeah beverly hills ninja chihuahua yeah yeah yeah, beverly hills chihuahua cop no um would of course you know made a bazillion dollars in 84 when it 85 when it came out whatever oh yes and And again as i said in our previous episode uh, about K9 um in which every 80s the movie that every 80s cop uh movie lives in the shadow of is Beverly Hills Cop and it's not just because of Eddie Murphy it's not just because it was a massive su- success it's just a fantastic movie and it is incredibly well written and in that is including the idea that yes Eddie Murphy definitely you know is Eddie Murphy so there's a lot that he's responsible for i get that Daniel Petrie Jr. is not like, you know, solely responsible for it. But like you, he, you can definitely tell by watching some of his other movies that he's, you know, oh, you mean like his influence, like Toy Soldiers? Yeah, yeah. Say the Big Easy, uh, Toy Soldiers, uh, the the sequels, Beverly Hills Cop, of course. Or are you talking about In the Army now? Okay, so every career has its (laughs) highs and lows. Um, <laughs> from the director of Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. In the army now. <laughs> oh, man. No. No, 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 no. Um, A but, writer. Of, yeah. Writer, yes. You know, you know what that, I mean. that was Martin Brest. Uh, who, <laughs> That's who, right. Who knocked, uh, um, <laughs> who knocked Brad Pitt around uh, a couple cars like a ping pong ball in Meet Joe Black. So, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Different, different thing. But, um, but yeah. I, but what I was going to say is you can definitely, in Turner and Hooch, legit see like the the daniel petrie of it all like in in how 
I, I feel like there is more, it shares more similarities with Beverly Hills Cop than you would necessarily, you would assume in a PG movie starring Tom Hanks. But yeah, like, yeah, I was gonna say like, well, what's the opposite of an Eddie Murphy? Uh, Tom Hanks. Perfect. Right. Yeah. But there's just, a, there's, there's enough of that there. And I, I'd say like the character, I, 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 I want to say it's the character work, but again, there's so many credited writers that it's like, I, I hesitate to, um, ascribe any one thing to anyone but i'm gonna assume if if the the way that they credit these things you know and have to negotiate and arbitrate all of it is um he was rewritten by the subsequent writers on the in the credits but i think enough of that beverly hills cop magic still exists in 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 the final draft so Absolutely. And you may be referring to the other writers, Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. Who are they? Well, they yeah. wrote Top Gun, so they're yeah. set for life. You basically couldn't uh, throw a rocket up Rockheimer uh, movie in the 80s without their names popping up. Um, and yeah. Credited or even uncredited. I think they were almost like just staff writers for like yeah Bruckheimer and all yeah that, for the so. big big summer blockbusters of the yeah. 80s and early 90s yeah they were the guys who wrote star trek and the mask of zorro and all that stuff of their day the yeah you know whatever those guys Ro- rocio and elliot or i don't know anyways those guys you know you know yeah, those, those guys those guys uh, the, the the cliche for a reason guys yeah no yeah. But they they also get credits for dick tracy anaconda and Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. I mean, again, need I say it again? Every career has its highs <laughs> and its lows. Yep. And, of, and of course, starring in this movie, we have Sir Thomas Hanks as Detective Scott Turner. Ooh. The titular Turner. <laughs> if, you, if you were confused on where the title comes from, we got 50% of it. There you go. Uh, Craig T. Nelson as chief coach in my notes, but uh, chief yep. Hyde apparently. And in such a role that at an initial glance seems thankless that you're like, why did he do this? And then almost as a twist, you'd be like, ah, I get it now. Okay. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Reg- Reginald Vell Johnson for a cup of coffee as David Sutton, the partner. Unfairly written out of the ending of this movie, but Dude, a delight every sh- moment he's on the screen. Every, like he he did like one thing there, and like towards the end of the second act, and then it's like, oh, so he's he's definitely coming back for the end, right? No, no, not even a little bit. Okay, cool. Like Scott, you didn't call your damn partner, and like, or your well, not even partner, but like, but come on, man, like. Yeah. I think, like, did they say he fell asleep on a stakeout? Wasn't that the reason he's not? Yeah. I don't know. It was like, yeah. what yeah, happened? like that. Yeah. Anyways. But such a delight. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Winningham as Lady Doctor Vet, uh, yep. or Dr. Emily Carson. Uh, Jim Beaver of, you know, 18 seasons of Supernatural or whatever as Plant Manager. When he popped up, I got, wait a minute. Dude, know that, that guy's face looked so familiar, and I is—I I didn't know where I knew him from, but I'm like... Oh, he's uh, Bobby from uh, Supernatural. Okay, all right. Yeah. But, but you know, you gotta add on, like, 15 years at this point or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. F- 15 to 30 years, depending on what seasons you watch. <laughs> right. Uh, and, of course, Beasley as the titular Hooch. Yes. A giant. Oh, yeah. And uh, how did you watch this one? Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yep. Yeah, uh, I'm 
kind of curious about the remake. I well, it was have to a show, it. right? The remake was. Oh, was it like a series? I think it was like a you know one of the Disney Plus originals, <laughs> like you know eight episodes or something. I I heard it was Ooh. actually pretty good, like which doesn't necessarily surprise me. I mean, the concept yeah. is easy probably to run with, obviously, but and, like. And and here's the thing: I was thinking watching this movie. If it were like a six to eight episode thing to show like an actual transition and character arc and stuff, as opposed to yeah. just you know in an hour or whatever from dot to dot, but yeah, I mean this was like yeah. ninety minutes on the nose, wasn't it? I think like this movie, is yeah, like... th- this one was like yeah, like ninety five minutes, and I think Canine was like a full two hours, which was kind of Canine weird. was definitely longer, and it felt it in every way, but like it was you know this movie was like the efficient machine, like. Which, again, makes sense when you've got a di- the director that you have, which is that's probably – that's kind of the movies he delivers. And would make sense also with the amount of writers. You just kind of like – this is all like – it's all these writers' like best scenes from their respective drafts cobbled together in one draft is probably yeah. what it is. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Which is also why there's a lot of weird connective tissue missing, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competent there's- director can kind of make that – Okay. There's definitely some things like, wait, are they in love now? Okay, cool. That's that's cool, I guess. Yeah. No, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So we so we press play or whatever. Well, here, uh, let me ask you one question, quick. Okay. Did you, which did you watch them in the order? Because like I didn't know which order we were going to talk about these in, but this happens to be the order I watched them in, which I watched K9 first. Yep. Because that was the one that I was less familiar with. I remembered that, exactly, well. exactly. Okay. I, that's how I did it too, K9, because I was like, I definitely had seen this one before. And then, yeah. like, Turner and Hooch, it's like, oh, yeah, I definitely seen it, like, in the early 90s or something. Yeah. At least. So, yeah. Because one thing I was going to ask you, just in terms of, like, connecting quickly between the two, is like, so I'm, I, I clearly, you could probably tell from either listening to the previous one or even just how I've been talking about this one, I clearly enjoyed Turner and Hooch. Much more than K9. I, I found it very enjoyable to watch. You, you know. Um, and I'm trying to wrestle with the idea. Like, was that just because I watched it after I watched K9? So I had like almost like the negative template example, like to like, you know, that this felt so like I, I what I'm trying to get is like trying to figure out like, do I did I really enjoy this movie or did was it because K9 was so painful in so many ways that this was just less painful? I haven't figured that so, out. Yet, but so for me, yeah, this one was funnier. Yeah, but definitely I did, that. I did kind of enjoy the action and stuff of K nine and just the the crazy shit that was going on, as opposed to like you know, it's like Disney what, Touchstone Pictures, like kind of yeah, just yep, basic. You know, n- nothing, nothing completely unexpected. Expected at least right until the end. And, right. Well, but... <laughs> and I guess we should say, whereas like K9 was surprisingly PG-13 in many ways, yeah, this movie yeah. is squarely PG. But, but there was also a dog pimp involved. Yeah, and and um, Lovers Lane car banging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the... We don't get any of that here. Uh, that must be like a Jim Belushi thing where it's like somebody has to be banging or at least buck-ass naked in the first four minutes of every movie I'm in. Because <laughs> I... the same thing with Red Heat, where like nobody wears clothes for the first four minutes in like a... <laughs> In a Russian bathhouse where uh, Schwarzenegger goes in and starts whooping people's asses. <laughs> God, I remember that movie now. I, I you know, I, I couldn't picture it when you initially said Red Heat. Now, oh, yeah, no, I know that one. Okay. Like, oh, yep. yeah, I, re- I remember those buttocks. Yeah. The- yes, yes, exactly. Um, 
but yeah, so I, it was just funny. And um, I, I kind of said before we started recording that I have, um, and this is the time I'm going to do this because um, it makes most sense here. I, I want to talk very briefly about old time radio because this actually, <laughs> okay. this actually connects. So it, I love old time radio. Uh, most shows, even the horribly dated ones, like, you know, I can deal with like, but there's something that until I knew for sure this was happening, drove me up a wall because I thought I was losing my mind, which is if you listen to, especially the old time radio, like private eye shows or like detective shows, um, scripts were recycled very frequently between shows. So you could hear like an episode of, a uh, show called Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, which is about an insurance investigator named Johnny Dollar who investigates, you know, insurance related things, but en- usually ends up being basically a detective, right? Like, a, you know, and then you could listen to an episode of Boston Blackie, which is like a reformed thief that like is now like works with the cops to help, you know, and you'll be like the exact same plot will be happening. Not, not, not like oh, these plots are very similar, but like down to like the secondary characters' names being the same. And for the longest time, until like, until I was 100% sure this was happening um, and that this was a fairly standard practice because there was no, no one thought of them as like standing like long, you know, long-term things that people would go back to. Most of them, you know, were just live to, you know, live on air. They were only recorded because of like World War Two, you know. Uh, so there would be times where I'd be listening to a show or I want to li- re-listen to a show. And I'd be like, I'm pretty sure that was like an episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. But then I'd, yeah, I'd right. listen to an episode of Boston Blackie and I'd be like, wait, I thought. Th-. And it, I would go mad, like trying to figure it out. And then it's like, oh, no, they literally took the same script yeah, and just use it for different shows. Huh. And. And it's, it's, it's a weird experience because you can't imagine that now. You can't, like, shows have such unique voices and movies too, right? Like, I'm, this is the comparison. But, like, you know, just imagine, like, okay, we talked about a cast member and this is from Supernatural. Like, even if you just took, like, an X-File script and just said, now it's a Supernatural episode, just change the, change the characters' names, you couldn't um, do it, right? Matt, like, Matt, 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 I, I apologize. Apparently, you're not familiar with two very distinctive things out there. Okay. Uh, what, one of which is uh, Law & Order. <laughs> uh, True. You, 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 I'm sure Yobo can give you plenty of examples where the exact yes. same script popped up on, like, a CSI New York or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Also... Are you familiar with these Hallmark Christmas movies that keep yes. popping up? Okay. Right. But but again, I think at least in those I mean, I, I could be wrong. Maybe you've got like maybe you know for sure where well, like they are legit using the same script. Not again, I, not just not I'll, I'll let you know. I haven't seen enough to like word for word use the same script, but as someone yeah. who was in a hospital for entirely too long, he got to witness I missed the title of it, but it starred Brandon Roth as a firefighter and some chick who was a, uh, God, what was her job? She was like fired from a pet store and there's a cat that brings them together. And it was easily one of the stupidest fucking movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah. I'm 
sure if it's just like, oh, instead of a firefighter, he's a mall security. Right. And she works at the sunglass hut. Yeah. But a cat brings them together for the holidays. It's true. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, you make a good point. And especially, and I think most applicable and most on point here is also, yeah, I'm sure like Law & Order CSI and stuff, there's probably, you know, some, because there's not care. I mean, there's not extensive those aren't shows built on character development of your lead cast your cast basically is static you know or like you know and then they're just solving cases there's only minor de- character development right like yeah. intentionally not that's not a slam that's just like it's just what that's it is. how yeah, those yeah. shows work um but the reason why i even bring that up is because i was thinking one watching K9 and then Turner and Hooch that I was going to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And because K9 was so much weirder than I remembered, I it didn't end up happening. But then again, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I, I, as I sat back and thought about him after I watched both movies, I'm like, you could honestly see both these movies starting as the same draft, like the yeah, first draft uh, of both movies were I'll, exactly I'll, the same. I, I agree a thousand percent. All that happened was they switched the character traits of the dog and the cop. Right. That's the other thing, right? Like what, where they, and, and, and it would be interesting. It's funny that they were so close together because yeah. that obviously negates the idea that like one was trying to ride the the success of the other, right? Yeah. But my biggest complaint in K9 came down to the idea that the Belushi's character was no was not likable at all. So like so him being an asshole made him more of an asshole. Like yeah. because there was nothing and and now as we get into Turner and Hooch, I feel like yeah, there was a little course correction, right? Like what you do when you when you rewrite the draft, right? Like you you figure out a way to kind of humanize them a little bit more. You you keep a lot of the the quirks and and you know, but you you try and like soften them and and stuff. And uh, but anyways, I just but otherwise they almost they move in in the same general way, like and 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 and. And even the reveals, like, I don't know. I, it's funny, but, like, I expected this yeah, the, to... Yeah, the, the beats line up. Is yeah, the beats line yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To totally. where, like, you're like, this feels like it's from the same source material. Um, yeah. And that's my long way of saying, hey, listen to old radio shows. There's a lot of great entertainment out there. Um, just, you have to deal with some, you know, casual racism that is really bad. Um, and they should have known better even at the time. Um, but, hey, you know what? I guess... Matt, you know what we need to do? We need to print off scripts of our uh, podcast episodes and have other podcasters read the exact same scripts from our. That would actually <laughs> be pretty. Movie. That would be pretty. That would hilarious. be interesting. Like, like you hand me a Yobo script and you read a uh, Daniel Segura script or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it says "motherfucker" in here like eighty-eight times. It, yeah, and it's the first time it is. And the different way he emphasizes it is one M-U-T-A-S and one is M-O. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Mute fucker. But anyway, he, he must have been drinking towards just... that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when, when do I do I 
Wait, how do I spell the slurring part? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Bag crinkle. Sorry, what, what does that mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I, it just, I, I, I guess I was so yeah yeah it's yeah it's a very very interesting part. thought yeah yeah because because yeah there's definitely like it's not exactly the same like I said it was basically the beats line up but like it, yeah it, for me it and was... especially the character what what is what is supposed to be the character arc and the bond you know like you're starting in the same place and roughly the same job the even the crimes you know it's One's money laundering, one's drug smuggling, right? But they're basically, you know. So, yeah, it's just, I. it felt like, in a weird way, a relic of the past that was still a holdover. And there is something, and the reason why I wanted to very specifically talk about this when we were talking about Turner and Hooch, um, without getting ahead of ourselves too much, but there is a tactic in which Turner uses to get out of a jam uh, with a seatbelt and a car that I swear happens in every third episode of a private eye radio show, which the, the bad guy always makes the mistake of making the person drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like mind trap. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it, exactly. And it was so funny because once I saw that, I'm like, Turner and Hooch is an old radio show. Like, cause it's like, it's just such a, uh, you have to rely on so much to go right for your plan to work. It's much like Belushi having to rely on so much to go right by acting crazy at a party for his plan to work. But the point yeah. is, the plans work, and it's amazing. So anyways, that's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, excellent point. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so we press play, and I like how the first thing we see is, like, Tom Hanks just, like, getting his fit on, mm-hmm. and then... And then I just have written down, this is the most 80s fucking opening montage I've ever seen in my fucking life. Because he's writing checks, he's doing the Nordic track, he's a clean freak, he's flossing. I was expecting to be baking a fucking quiche or a souffle or something. Oh, yeah. It was, he's plucking the nose hairs like, like, I I, I don't know, like a robot. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they almost, I mean, I was like... Are they going like an OCD? Like absolutely. He, I mean, I, I know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're not going to go deep into that, but like, they're definitely doing the PG version of like trying to show someone that is wound way tight. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah way yeah, too yeah. wound tight. Uh, and I'll just throw it out there right now: a goddamn virgin. He has to be right. Absolutely. Like, it'll it'll come up later, like specifically, but. When, when that scene comes up, I'm like, this motherfucker has never no. s- somehow managed to never get his pickle tickled. Like- right. <laughs> yeah, and there's actually like, so he, okay, this is set in, I, what's the, I forgot the name of the town, but it's like. Uh, I, near- I think it's like Monterey. Monterey. Yeah, that's right. Because they, they do say Monterey at some point. Um, and they refer to Sacramento as the big city later. The big I'm city. Like, get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> Um, so was he born and raised, are we supposed to assume that he was kind of like born and raised here or has just been here for a long time? Yeah. I, I, the, the feeling I got is that he was born and raised there, but he, yeah. he but he was like the guy that was always like, you know, one day I'm going to move to the big city right. and that's when the real cases come in, even though I've never had experience in anything over like a purse snatching or something. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder how he got that job, the job that he's. <laughs> going to be going to because that's the setup right like he, we he aced the that, test 
Whatever oh, is the that test what it was? Well, it was I one assume. Of those classic, yeah, it's probably one of because yes, he he has memorized every he's he again. So every we're, case if we're going to play a little yeah. bit of the opposites. He is so yeah. by the book yeah, huh? that he's memorized it, right? Like you know, um, yeah. Whereas but Belushi, I, Belushi's a drunken slob, and then we meet Hooch, who's a drunken slob, slob basically. Right. And then yeah, it's true. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Belushi was so smitten by a woman who just assumed he had read a book that he was like, I, you're my forever person. Like now. That's right. And uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because like, I guess they keep trying to like, say like, this is the small town and he's going to become the big city cop. And I'm like, I get that he's never had a pet before, but he's never met this vet. Like she, he's never met her before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Been there for it, years it, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that, that was one of those things where, and again, but a oh, lot of oh, my, but but she does have the line like oh yeah we use the 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 same bakery or something like that you just never noticed me and it's like oh yeah because he's OCD and may, maybe on the spectrum a little bit right <laughs> well and see yeah but again that's another thing where and and and, and a lot of my crit honestly it's funny because it's like a lot of my criticisms of this particular movie I th- I kind of lay at the feet of the amount of writers. Again, you get just so much connective tissue gets lost because that is definitely a like when you see that many credits, writing credits, um, you know that that is a matter of like everyone is just doing their best. They're 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 putting their like a material for like a plot for a script that they have probably feel very little affection for so it's all punch-ups all the way through which means that people are not paying enough attention to the the smaller moments that actually make you know movies the 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 movies that are really that really hold together are usually made up of the the smaller moments that kind of go by without you noticing them in real time but you reflect back on it and you're like, that's why this movie holds together so well, right? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. It, it Beverly Hills Cop, it's like, oh, it's because the murder happens in Detroit and he goes to Beverly Hills and it's because there was the connection with the old friends and, you know, it's all these, like, little things that they feel like unnecessary, almost like unnecessary details, but once you get through the movie, it's like, okay, I get it now. Like, that's why all of that made sense, right? Like, yeah. like, and, and I will point out the exact Beverly Hills Cop 3 is the example of the, it's the, it's the goofus of the goofus and gallant, which is Beverly Hills Cop 3 doesn't even try. It's like crime happens in Detroit. The trail leads to Beverly Hills. They're just like, whatever. Fine. Amusement park, if I remember correctly. It, yeah, it's an amusement park, but there's no, it's just like it's just hand waved away that like of course it's gonna yeah, he's got to trace him to Beverly Hills right like the first one makes perfect sense the second one it's technically you're like a revenge movie right he yeah, something yeah. happens to Ronnie Cox and he goes back for that reason okay got it third one it's just like why not <laughs> and 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 I and in that like again I I feel like you can see where these movies like work and then fall apart. And, and I, Turner and Hooch is somewhere in that zone where it's like, you know, um, anyways, sorry, that was a long rant to, to Oh no. Yeah. No, I actually, you, you describing it right there has me, uh, thinking about next month already. Cause I'm like, 
Highlander movies. Kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first True. one kind of the first one kind of makes sense. The second one happens. And so the third one they're like, let's just do the first one again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, like, I mean, spoilers, guys, but it's coming. <laughs> yeah, but it's true, though, right? Like, it's like they they just they're at that point, they are coasting on a name, you know, and then that's fine. So, like, which is going to be interesting to see this new Beverly Hills Cop movie that the trailer just came out for. You know, right? yeah, what do they do? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm both, uh, you know, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I can't hey, lie. Hey, Eddie Murphy deserves the work. He, he did really good with uh, Dolomite is my name and yep. like a couple of things recently. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm I, all for it. I was even happy to see that brief bit of like Paul Reiser and uh, Bronson Pinchot. Like, I'm, you know, there's that part of me that worries. It's just going to be one of those movies where it's like, ah, that guy. Ah, uh, that, remember, you know, I remember. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Whatever. I'm excited. Yeah. So hopefully, you know. And then if Tom Hanks shows up as Scott Turner with uh, Hooch oh, yeah. the 8th. <laughs> Ooh, I, yeah, so I was going to say, I got some bad news for you about Hooch. Uh, yeah, that came as that part I didn't remember. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even mean in the movie. I just mean, you know. No, yeah, I know. But even in the movie, I'm like, or whatever. <laughs> what the? Okay, anyways. Uh, so. Yeah, that, that, that was one thing I remembered from watching this as a kid. And I was like, oh, man, this is... This is actually hitting hard this time. It's good, not so much. <laughs> okay, another great. You, you thing. know what? You know what also probably helped with that though. Mm. My my dog Sushi had his head in my lap watching the movie with me. Yeah, what happened? And I'm like, oh, dude. This <laughs> this movie. That's the other thing that this movie does. And I I, I assume that Kate Kate didn't even try to. So I guess I yeah. I can't hold this up as like an un, like as like a compare. But like this movie knows how to hit the heartstrings yeah especially yeah. if you are a dog person i don't know that it may, maybe it doesn't affect people that don't like dogs i don't know like but there's you know anyways i we're not even there yet and I'm yeah, yeah say, you know what well guys if you haven't seen turner and hooch yeah basically tom hanks is this i, I don't know ocd cop uh in monterey uh, he goes to investigate. Uh, uh, there's this old crotchy guy who I guess lives in a scrapyard on the fucking pier. Is like, he almost looks like a barge. Like at first, yeah. I was like, Do you live in a trash barge? Yeah, but pretty no. much. But yeah, he's because it's like, a boat. It is uh, a boat, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, it's like, but it's just docked, so it's you know, yeah, yeah, it's like docked and like the pier's like covered in shit too. So it's like I don't know what's going on there. But he's like, ah, oh, those damn kids over at the seafood factory or whatever are doing something shady all every night. I I don't know exactly what, but God yeah, damn, they're he, doing it. He's always hearing weird sounds and stuff from the seafood factory at night. I yeah. guess, yeah, but it's he's a crank, right? Yeah. He's the he's the, he's crazy Ralph. Yeah, and, and he's got and he's got this dog Hooch that you know we we were introduced to. He just comes running around in slow motion to the two thousand one music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks, you know, it gets tackled, and you know he's he's a big slobber. And I don't know the the breed of the dog. It's got to be some kind of mastiff, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I see. I don't know if it's. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna look that. It's up. It's big. It's slobbery, and it's got the the super cute like doll eyes or whatever so it's like oh, yes. okay he doesn't mean no harm he's just big and dumb no he, you know? he he's a friendly giant although maybe he's not so friendly but you know whatever yeah, it's like, yeah except yeah except he tackles tom hanks rips out his throat roll credits guys what do we oh, think it's of amazing and, and then you know what he goes to the big city and kills belushi 
<laughs> this is for Jerry Lee. Oh, yeah. oh man. But, what a uh, movie. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. Oh, bit. okay. All right. Hold on. So, oh. Turner, or sorry, Hooch. What breed was Turner? <laughs> yeah, what um, breed was Turner? <laughs> Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> He, um, increasingly becoming uh, a father figure breed is what he was. No, um, I am never going to be able to pronounce this because uh, it's okay. It's like the word rogue, but with a D. So it's like a dog. It's D O G U E. It's not doge because it's D O G U E. Oh, it's a dog. You duh. Yeah. Dog. You de, de Bordeaux. So. D- oh, a dog de Bordeaux. Dog de Bordeaux. I don't know what in the world that means, but it's um, that's what it is. That's it's according a, to the American Kennel. Um, it's a it's a bedroom dog. That's boudoir, yeah. Steve. Ooh, ooh, yeah. it's a boudoir dog. Okay, hey, yeah. fancy. Ooh, la, la, wait, isn't isn't boudoir, boudoir like a a bathroom or something? Yeah, yeah, anyway, I don't know French guys. Yeah, I don't know a French person at all. <laughs> I I assume, I assume it's Flemish. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, he, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's where I was also dropped. Like, apparently Tom Hanks is like moving in three days to the big city of Sacramento. And I'm like, what, what, what? You okay, got cool. But then, yeah, uh, some kids apparently find like eight grand in cash washed up on a beach nearby. Okay. <laughs> it's I'm a like, French Mastiff is the actual. Oh, so yeah, there we go. Okay. It would have been nice if that's the term I found first. <laughs> Instead of the French translation of a uh, Mastiff de la France. <laughs> uh, okay, I just learned my favorite fact. Well, I'm, no, I won't go into facts because you might have already learned it, but I don't no, think go. you did because... I, I don't um, think so. I don't have any for this one. Okay. Well, there was a stunt double oh. for Hooch. Oh, no, I don't have that one. What's up? Igor. Er- <gasps> there was a, another dog named um, Igor, and Wait, I just so- love that someone named a French Mastiff... Igor, but but it's a but it's a stunt double dog. So and it's a stunt dog, yeah, stunt double. I love oh, it. So good, fucking love it. Um, yeah, so they, yeah, they find the money on the beach, and so it's like, all right, cool, maybe we should uh, keep an eye on this. Blah blah blah. Anyway, that night at the seafood factory, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. There's some guy like they're like, hey, we should go talk to this guy. Blah blah blah. He just fucking runs for it. Okay, and... yeah. So I think that guy had been like <laughs> skimming. Some of the money. Yes, getting it, off the top or whatever. Yeah, you know. exactly. So, um... But, but, but yeah, basically, like, we're just thinking this, like, regular factor all of a sudden. It's like, hey, Hawkins, why don't you come in here for a second? He just fucking starts running. And they're like, yeah. I don't know, go get him. And then some guy, like, pulls out a knife and fucking kills him. Yep. But, of course, across the way, you know, you hear the, the dog, uh, Hooch bark in, and the old Codger right. guy, Amos or whatever, is like, oh, what do you hear out there, buddy? Yeah. And so they go over, like, hey, make sure that guy didn't see anything. Like, oh, the guy we can't even see and probably can't see past right. his hands? That sure. Was, totally. I, I thought that was a little contrived, considering <laughs> that, like, they could have just had him see it, and then they could have seen him see it, right? Like, yeah. it, it's this is, like, one of those moments where you go, like, yeah. I understand that in all movies, the bad guys bring whatever their punishment is on themselves just by being the bad guys. But in this case, they really did because dude didn't see anything. They were reacting to the fact that the dog was barking and then they were worried that the guy saw them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just fucking weird, but... It's just, yeah, it's, it's a very weird little, like... But, but hey, it makes it so Tom Hanks is personally invested and blah, blah, blah. Movie right, because movie. Hooch, yeah. it, like, um, likes Turner he, uh, more than he likes anyone else, it seems, for reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, that's that's the one thing that we're established. Um, also, it's established that, like, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson... Um, does not is afraid of dogs but then that never plays out yeah uh, also because okay, so with his character too he came from like detroit or something right yeah so he's like the yeah. big city cop like that is like now do you, like settling do you think into he was like, originally supposed to be eddie murphy that was he wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> he's like oh look, i couldn't get a job in beverly hills but i got one in monterey bay so i'm getting closer it looked, it looked closer on the map yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, and again, that's another weird dynamic, but I guess this all makes – where the script is very clever, um, and I don't – whether it's accidental or not, is, you know, this department does not have the budget nor really the need and in an everyday way for, like, Scott to have a partner. So he's training a replacement. Yeah. Um, so it does set up something – interesting to to make the twist i guess if it's a twist i don't know um you know it all kind of falls together well but it's interesting because reginald vell johnson does not when turner first meets hooch a little bit earlier he stays back and tom hanks says well he didn't come with because you know he's really afraid of dogs so he'll be terrified of hooch and it's like okay that's going to be interesting. And then it goes nowhere. Yeah. yeah, it goes nowhere. And I, again, I'm going to attribute that to revisions and different writers. Just oh, not, yeah, totally, pick, totally. not picking up threads. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a thread that was like laid out there and then goes nowhere. But yeah. So, so, okay. So yeah, the, the Amos or whatever gets killed. The next day they show up and this is like, <coughs> oh my God, uh, this is Turner's first murder case. And I'm like, and you're going to Sacramento. Right. All right. Cool. Yes. Good luck. Good luck, buddy. Can I say that um, the first moment that I felt like emotional, not, I didn't cry, but my God, was I, I felt like if I had just been in even uh, slightly worse of a mood, it's the mournful howl yeah. of Hooch next to Angus's body. Like yeah. I cannot stand stuff like that. And I know, and I'll go on the record now. I am fully in the camp of those people that are like i love watching friday the 13th and all those movies where humans are just hacked to pieces i i can have zero stomach for violence against dogs or like dogs in tra- stress any of that so animals in general dogs in particular just i'm yeah. dogs matt matt i'm with you 100 percent when that happened, I was like, oh, no, this is a childhood memory being unlocked. I remember this scene specifically yeah. being sad back then, watching it, like, probably in a theater. But, yeah, definitely a home yeah. We're like, oh, the poor puppy. You know? I will say, like, there was a part of me that was almost like, maybe I'll, like, at that moment, I almost was just like, maybe I'll just read the Wikipedia and just be like, yeah, I watched it. Because, <laughs> I, I, again, it's like one of those things where, like, I don't know. That's like one of those remnants. Like I can be, it's just a movie to every other thing that I see. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can, but something about that kind of stuff just hits me like in, 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 
it sounds very cliched at this point because I I know what everyone's counterpoint is. It's just a movie, or mm-hmm. you you watched the man get murdered, you felt nothing, but the dog like howling mournfully next to him. That's the thing that gets you, and it's like, yep, yep, man probably asked for it. Also, Dressing clearly, like when we find out, like when when Hooch is like checked by the vet, uh, Angus wasn't good to Hooch. No, like no, no. So no. Yeah. like I I know his intentions were good. I know he. But he was not treating him well, so fuck him. Yeah, he brought him up in the same environment he was treating himself, which was yeah. not mentally sane. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I was in the same boat. Like, hey, things happen, and uh, sometimes things work out. No. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but, so but, yeah, this yeah, is anyway, Scott's yeah. first, because all we see, all, what he's been doing this whole time, it's like, I guess bikes are stolen. It's kind of like a running gag. Yeah. In this, I guess it's, I mean, it's like a twice gag. So it's not quite running, not riding. It's more a pedaling jo- more, jo- more jogging. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He seems like he's way, like, going to be way out of his depth. And then there's, like, the sheriff's department, which, you know, in these movies is always, like, it's the other, it's the, there's always the rival detective quite team. Go, yeah, when you can't quite go FBI or whatever. It's right. Like, uh, it's, it's the, you know, the it, it's a jurisdiction thing. You know, it's the, the sheriffs and the cops. They don't like each other. Or the... Right. Yeah, the the park rangers and I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And 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 in this movie, um, it's another thread that kind of goes nowhere. Nowhere. Like, it's not these guys don't come back until like the third act when it's like kind of tease, like, well, these guys can take over since you're leaving or whatever. And, right. Like, that's the only time you'll see them again. Yeah, I, I expected a lot more. Like, this is my case. No, it's our. You know, it's like it's kind of one scene and it's another. Yeah. And I'm glad that they don't linger on that because I don't. Other movies will do that better and. It doesn't matter here, right? It, yeah, totally. You know, yeah, yeah. Basically, Chief Coach comes in. You know, Craig T. Nelson. He's like, "Well, Turner, if you want to do this, you already got all the evidence all cataloged. Like, he's got like eighty thousand baggies or whatever around yeah. all set up." And he's like, "Well, you, he's got to hold on to guys. We'll, you know, we'll let you know if we need anything or if he finds anything you can help with." Blah blah blah. And, and he's the captain or the chief or whatever, and he's not angry. So I'm like, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's like as I soon was, as he was the nice, accommodating chief, I'm like, yep. oh boy, that's not good. Yep, the, the reason, reason he's letting Turner do it because he doesn't think he can do it. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone: the reason yeah. Craig T. Nelson is oh, in this, oh, in guys, this seemingly I'm, thankless role. I'm is sorry. Second, second billing is gonna be the villain. Ooh. Right. Not what you mean. Not guy runs fish warehouse is not the big villain of the big movie. It was oh. Ma- it was Mayor Winningham the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny because there's those guys, you know. Again, when they show up in these movies, that's and why they're I, not top build. You're yeah. like, and you're I, just like, ah, he's the bad guy. I was like, surprised it, William Sadler wasn't uh, the bad right. guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like you just look at the cast list and you're like, okay, seems like thankless role, secret villain. And in a movie that, like, honestly, it does come as kind of a surprise because I just don't think it, I wasn't thinking it needed a villain. Like, I, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, this yeah, is not it, that it, kind of movie. Yeah. Like, but like it does it, solve it, a plot It, it didn't point. need the twist, but eh, whatever. It only needs the, it does need, actually, no, it does need the twist. But I can, we can get there when we get there. But, like, oh, yeah, it yeah, okay. turns yeah, out yeah. that it's actually a very important reason, but um, just it's weird, so. Yeah, but so yeah, they'll they're like oh, I haven't figured out blah blah blah, and then the dog catchers show up and they're having a rough time taking Hooch away from you know the corpse. Yeah, and 
And so, uh, you know, he tosses just one of them him. into the water. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we're going to shoot this son of a bitch. And I'm like, uh, no dog catcher, like, says that. Yeah, animal control is not that quick to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's more of a, oh, we're just get them off the screen. And then they They'll trank them. Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll just shoot them <clears throat> yeah. with a trank. Not, they're not yeah. going to go from capture them with the, like, the hoop around the stick thing to just gun them down. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah, so Turner steps in, and he's like, oh, you can't do that. Like, cool, we'll just leave him with you then, asshole. And, like, they leave. Yeah. And then Turner's like, yeah, you saw the whole thing, didn't you, buddy? Okay, yeah. and then they, like, wrestle a bit, and... Yeah, know. so one thing that's weird here is, like, I would have expected him to be, Turner, to be a lot more... Like, I, would, I think I was expecting a lot more um, resistance to this scenario, yeah, and, I, ma- it, it, and maybe it's yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I've never had a dog before, blah blah blah. But Meat I, I, freak, this I, but, dog but I, is I can the read opposite. a book on it and learn, you know, that kind of right. thing. And, or but, like, and the, he's also like, it's also a witness of like my first murder case, so, right? I don't know. Maybe yeah, I, I don't know. And see, I guess that's probably how you get around this, right? Like, yeah. is he is so committed to his job that he recognizes the need for hooch, like, but like. I don't know. It, it, this really felt like this needed to. They needed more of the like. There's no way I'm taking that dog. There's no way I'm taking you know all that, and then cut smash cut to, he's got the dog right. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, because um, he seems for a, such an uptight guy, like as we're as he's presented to us, his acceptance of this does not. It doesn't feel very particularly hard one, like. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, well, maybe well especially when like half the time he's like threatening to shoot Hooch. And so, so yeah, yeah the next thing he's basically like taking the vet like, hey, can you, it looks like well, yeah, he's got he, some marks and stuff on him. Can you clean him up? Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you don't and know And he was going to technically try and leave Hooch with the vet. Yeah, he did try doing but that. But it was a very day. half-hearted, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird where it's like, so, so which is, oh shit, he's bipolar. Like, right. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, right? Like, he yeah. does He does feel like, he, and again, probably too many writers. Yeah, it's four so writers in his there's, head, so. There's yeah. interesting, like, inconsistencies. But, like, he does. He swings from, like, this, like, so particular, he's almost like Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets, right? Like, in one scene, to, like, you know, basically, like, a pretty, like, kind of just go along to get along guy. Um, and we also do get one line from Reginald Vell Johnson, who is like, he needs like a capital R, which was basically like their way of saying like, he needs to get laid. Yeah. Right. Like you got to relax. I am relaxed. No, relax with the capital R, which is not a saying. Um, no. But, but he, Reginald Vell Johnson is so charming uh, and charismatic uh, Matt, that I'm like, it's Matt, a saying. Frankie goes to Hollywood has something to say about that. Is that what that's about? relax don't do it oh no i understand the song's about but like the idea of a capital r like there's relax and And then then capital right what oh is it a lowercase r in the title (laughs) yeah that's true yeah you got me you got me flawless logic (laughs) check animate no Uh, no well, I will see myself out, sir. <laughs> no, no, come back. <laughs> no, solo, cholo. Anyway. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't do oh, a yeah. quick impression, please. Uh, no. 
but yeah <laughs> but yeah this is when she was like when 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 she's like examining hooch and like she's just like yeah he's got like wounds that like are open and like He's filled. I'm like, okay, Angus wasn't that great. Yeah, and it's like, it's like you're a horrible owner. It's like, well, it's not my dog. Well, now let me talk to the owner. Yeah, he's dead. How you feel yeah. now? Hmm? Yeah, anyway. he's like, gotcha. <laughs> but then I, I also me goes around like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, cool. So he might have seen a murderer. Could he like identify a suspect like in a mugshot or something? Okay. Like, oh, oh no, dogs can't see in 2D. And I'm like. Okay, I might have to look this one up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is slightly outdated, like, but but it's also just really dumb that, like, he would even assume that dogs would, like, like, that he could show the dog a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't Obviously, need to know it has the, to be a lineup, right? Right, like, I don't know the particulars about dog vision, I'll, I'll, granted, right? But, like, I don't think that's how that works. Like I don't, I would never assume that I could show my dog a picture of someone and get a reaction. They usually yeah. just like what all, they all sniff I, it, and then they're like whatever. Yeah, all I know about dog vision I've learned from uh, Bacon Bits commercials or, or ah, uh, be- yes. Bacon Strips or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Me, it was that Tom Jones music video from the '90s when he had what was briefly a hit on uh, MTV, and the guy had the GoPro or whatever the leash cam, and it's just a video about a dog running around the suburbs. There you go. It's pretty terrible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that night, yeah, Hooch starts barking. We uh, get literally the same scene that we got yeah. in K-9, except that Tom Hanks is wearing a banana hammock yeah, exactly. and uh, does not have a lady inside. But it's the dog. He just leaves the dog outside. And he was fed burgers, not a steak. Right. So you can't sue. Anyway. And Hooch loves Hooch. Let's. Oh, we got. We. I guess that's like the biggest part. Like Hooch also, can crack open a Miller High Life or whatever that was, and just yeah, MGD. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. But I, those those cans always the cult the, the color yeah. scheme. I think was always very similar. But yeah. Yeah, totally. Matt, by the way, did you catch what time Tom Hanks went to bed that night? Wasn't it like eight p.m. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Because he came out like oh, it's ten o'clock. You've been barking out here for two and a half hours. And I'm like, hold on. Yeah. Uh. It's like, uh, yeah, dude. Um, you, you really need to get a life. Oh, yeah, say I'll say really. it. Fucking nerd. Yeah. Well, and even like when he first meets um, uh, the, the Mayor Whittingham's character, like she's like, do you have a girlfriend? You live alone. Like, she's like, and she, she's saying it because it's like, dogs are great companions. Like, you'll be great. But like. Yeah, yeah, you'll be all right. But it was definitely like, I feel like she wasn't asking. Like, she knew. She knew yeah. it was a no on yeah. all of that stuff. She, she, like, she could smell it on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, basically eventually, like, all right, come on in. And then he's like immediately locked out because the door shuts. And like, oh, God damn it. I'm only here yeah. in my banana hammock. Or yeah. No, that he's not alarmed about. Like, he's not. He's he's happy to be outside in that. Yeah. We we see it too much. That's a choice. Yeah. That is a choice yeah. he's making. He could have oh, put on pants. And now now all my neighbors can see me in my banana hammock. They're like, shut the fuck up. And they're like, we already have. You've lived there for years. You grew up. This here. is not a new thing. Thank you for putting the hammock on this time. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he goes yeah. out in daylight. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, tan lines, man. Um, so he eventually, he like, crawls in through the window and, like, puts the dog in, like, I guess the water heater room or something. He's like, this yeah. is your room. You stay in here. Yeah. 
not not an unreasonable thing to do, but uh, but done, but in, a, like, done in a very dickish way where it's like, this is the kitchen. You never go in here. This yeah. is my room. You never go in here. The last is like, this is your fucking water closet. You stay in Again, here forever. This is a moment where you're like, this man is dangerously close, if not actually being outsmarted by this dog. Oh, yeah. Totally. Because he feels the need to explain things in this way. And it's like, I don't know that I should trust. I think Craig T. Nelson's right. Like mm-hmm. he, this case is never getting solved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I, I, I put this in the, the hands of the special needs kid for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, th- so that morning, um, <clears throat> that's right. He goes like the coroner's office or some shit. Uh, but he leaves Hooch in the back of the car. So he eats the, the headrest or whatever in the back of the seat. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, hey, yeah, I remember that. Um, but that, yeah, he's talking to the coroner when I was like, yeah, coroner, the, you know, the guy that killed him probably has special training because he was stabbed in the lung at like a 30 degree angle with a small blade and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, or that's just how you stab somebody. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe, maybe got lucky since the lungs are like, what, 40% of your chest cavity. I mean, if, if, yeah, if that's the general vicinity of the body you're stabbing and you're probably going to puncture a lung, just. But, uh, yeah, then he comes out and he's like, oh, don't eat the car. Yeah. Okay. I, this is one of those moments where I have to point out, and I'm ne- I never can remember how exactly. So a good friend of mine from um, high school, and actually was the artist on my first comic book, White Picket Fences, uh, my friend Clark, he had this theory for a long time that, like, Tom Hanks, his career never got better than when – he was in a movie where he had the freakouts and that like, (laughs) and the quieter Tom Hanks got the less interesting he got. Now, granted that's when he started winning awards, but like eighties, Tom Hanks, eighties, Tom Hanks redlining the mics. Like every movie is like gold. And, and I tend to agree. Like it, it would be for some reason it doesn't annoy me when he does it. There's lots of other actors that could do this same, deliver the same line. And that would just annoy the hell out of me for whatever reason. And maybe because I love the burbs so much. And that's (laughs) just like Tom Hanks mental breakdown movie that like, I'm so like, they feels like comfort to me. If Tom Hanks Uh, is freaking out, I'm like in some kind of like blissful place. Matt, I know exactly what it is. Uh, Mid eighties. Tom Hanks reminds you of Thomas Everett Scott star of dead men on campus. You know what? That's I, a turn. That's the guy who should have been in Turner and Hooch. The new, like a new one. Exactly. And you feel free to bring that up with Eddie on the next episode. Of I dead will. Matt on campus. Because I thought that since I first knew who Thomas Everett Scott was, I'm like, who's this Tom Hanks looking motherfucker? Well, you know what? That makes perfect <laughs> sense. Why? Like, cause clearly if he had been younger when he was writing and directing that thing you do, Tom Hanks would have cast himself. Exactly. As the drummer. Exactly. So he you finds, he finds, you know, and they both, you know what? They're both have that, a very similar appeal. I think in that, like, they're they're handsome dudes, but like they're not like Hollywood handsome. They're, they're not dreamboats, they, yeah. They're right. There's like something, yeah, very uh, normal about both of them in a way that I think still works well. And and again, Tom Everett Scott, I think 
I wish he'd gotten more work. I know he's still working, but I wish he'd <laughs> been to bigger things because uh, he's good. And, you know, like, so now I want to turn her and Hooch further remake where it's a legacy. Okay, no, legacy sequel. That's not what this new thing was. Legacy sequels are all the rage, right? Right. We get Tom Hanks, Ascot Turner now, and his son is Tom Ever Scott, who is still old. So grandson is up. Yeah, okay. Say, now, I was like, yeah, it's not much of a uh, uh, Let's sequel. see. Let's see. The new Tom Everett Scott would be, uh, uh, oh, fuck, Jack Quaid. Perfect. Perfect. There we go. You're welcome, Hollywood. That's I'm, the okay. That's the White Shaft <laughs> movie yeah. we need. Oh shit, that totally is. <laughs> as soon as I realized that, as soon as we got through it, I'm like, that's White Guy Shaft. <laughs> it's, it's White Guy Shaft, also known as Shift. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm on board. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Bobby, I got the money. All right. Yeah. So, uh, fuck. Where were we? Oh yeah, yeah. So the more, yeah, yeah, in the morgue, whatever, blah blah. Don't need the car. Um, yeah, then we get a scene where, like, it's nighttime, and, uh, Tom Hanks is like, alright, or, I'm uh, sorry, Turner's like, alright, I'm gonna go get you some food, just stay here in the, the, uh, fucking water heater room or whatever, mm-hmm. but of course he busts through the door, raids the pantry, the fridge, eats the beer that was in there, yep. fucks up the couch, plays soccer, tears up speakers, fucking everything is destroyed yeah. in this place. Meanwhile, Tom Hanks buys $97.51 of uh, stand. He's like, oh my god, that's ridiculous. I, like, yeah. how, how much do you think that is today, Matt? <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm, I have no Yobo inflation calculator. Um, I should have been prepared for this. But, like, I will say, do you know, actually? Do I, I do. Answer? I do. Oh, perfect. Because I was going to say, my answer is, whatever, whatever it is, it's going to make my eye twitch. $241.46. Yeah. It's like nearly triple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two and now a half, I, we'll say. Yeah. I do love how easily he was conned into buying all of this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Again. Oh, yeah, and you'll need some of this and some of this. Like, this he's is not a smart man. Commission? What, what's happening? I know. Seriously. I was like, I maybe. Maybe that's the way they do it there. That grocery store is like on commission, man. Like, because like, or or the guy was just like, I'm gonna see how far I can take this. Yeah, right. How much stuff is he gonna? Oh no, yeah. you you definitely need this too, uh, Matt. Hold on, I'm at one moment. I just have to go pee. Uh, I'll okay. be right back in like two minutes. All right. All right, and I'm back. Hey, are you there? Yeah. Hey. What's okay. Up? Sorry. No. No. Sorry. Right. I, I, my younger son is not feeling well, but he's Aww. like. So I have a feeling I'm going to be like, whenever he's not feeling well, I think I set this precedent and I probably shouldn't have. Um, whenever like they are not feeling well, usually like sleep out on the couch. Um, and then I always get roped into sleep. We have two couches that kind of face each other. Um, and then I always end up getting roped and I just do not sleep well like that but every yeah, time I, with with his e being sick i've been sleeping on the couch uh yeah in the other room and the dog likes to join me yeah then, see that's the other thing yeah and then that's... when the dog joins me then the cats want to join too yeah and I'm like i don't want any of you near me at all right. but hey let's at least especially on this like have... confined space so anyway so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, i just ran upstairs yeah. to go to the bathroom too and then i'm like you know I thought he was just like zonked out of sleep because he fell asleep super early, like Scott. And <laughs> I was like, okay, good. He's sleeping through the night. And Aww. no, he's 
but he's fine. Yeah. He's just so. He just wants um, his daddy there. But yeah, I get it. Apparently, um, yeah. That's when they, for whatever reason, my kids love, like, they, they love me the most when when they can infect me with something. And I'm like, oh. thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks, yeah, guys. That's, that's, that's just like an instinct or something. Yeah. yeah. So, like it, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The hooch is like fucked up the apartment. Uh, sees the damage or whatever it, like i like how he's like going through the house like what what the fuck and then he like yeah. goes in the bedroom and hooch is just like mowing down on licking his balls or whatever like on right. his bed on his pillow or whatever and it's like you son of a bitch i'm gonna get my gun my yeah. theater my gat my <laughs> yeah yeah and again i love the pitch that tom hanks is saying all this at because it's so laughable. Like he's so yeah. not, not not threatening at all. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm gonna get my get. I'm like, yeah. man, you are not in a, a hip hop video. That's yeah. Sure. This is not Road to Perdition era Tom Hanks <laughs> where he can pull off some of the you know, like okay, he'll he'll he can hold his own. This is this is yeah yeah. yeah. This is special needs detective Tom. Yeah, Hanks. I you know part of part of me almost goes like. Did Monk get inspired by this movie? Like, oh was, shit! Was that another one of those? Like, w- were we gonna find that like someone that worked on one of the drafts like went on to create that? Because it's like I, I could see it. It's not, yeah. You know, Scott is not pitched that differently. You know, um, you know, it's it, to the point that like to make sure that we are tracking his character development he gets more five o'clock shadow. Like that's, that's what this movie does. It cracks me up, but stubble and everything that like, um, that we, that Tom Hanks gets throughout this movie. And it's like, he's so like non-threatening looking that like, they are doing everything they can to like, make sure that we know he's more like hard edged by the end. And it's literally like, Ooh, he hasn't shaved in like two More days. Rough and tumble, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, so he pulls out his gun, and of course, Hooch is like, "Fuck this!" and like goes out the window. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he basically leaves it like, "Yeah, fine, don't come back." Yeah. Uh, you lock God, send me hail, send me hail for this dog. Yeah. But, but eventually, Hooch does come back with the collie again, and he's like, "Oh God damn it! Now I gotta take it back to the vet." Yeah. Um, but Hooch is setting him up. Yeah, and, and this is where you were talking about earlier, where it's like, uh, like he's like, all right, Hooch, follow, follow the collie, go in there, go in there, the vet will take care yeah. of you. Okay, blah blah blah. And of course, uh, the lady doc, lady vet is like right there at the on the front, like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Um, can you help me with a fuse? A fuse? Yeah. Did that? That seemed like an excuse, right? Because like, oh, then, totally, totally. then he's not, he's not even helping her. Like I with the fuse box, he's just literally saying it worked like a light is on or like a light is not on like yeah, yeah. you don't really need a second person for that yeah you probably like you can call to help yeah <laughs> you you could literally flip a switch walk to that room go okay so yeah, this this, it, this it, it, felt, was ploy, it was a ploy like hey just hang out in the bedroom for a minute do you, you know? do you think when who showed up at her door got the collie the three of them concocted this scheme totally and she's like okay now go get scott because that's what it feels like to me <laughs> but uh in, instead he also like notices she's like half done with like a painting project like painting yep. that 
that grandma pink color on oh, the wall. Dude, you, you know, oh, you know that that was color. like some kind of salmon pink, like. So yeah, that yeah that salmon pink color. That not gonna yeah. lie, but the house I inherited covered in that color, oh, and so man, now yeah. now every single wall is a different color now. Yes. <laughs> And he's, like, super uptight about the fact that, like, she didn't paint an entire room in one night. Yeah. Like, I was just going to start it tomorrow, and he's like, yeah, but this I'm would OCD, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then afterwards, like, hey, you want to go for a walk? And he's like, no, because I might like you, and, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, this motherfucker's straight up virgin. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the guy that has overthought everything to the point that he's missed any opportunity that is like any slight opportunity that might present itself he has missed yeah yeah so then like the next morning uh turner's walking around his undies again as is tradition um <sighs> and they tried to do like a little bath time or whatever and which of course leads to wrestling uh, yep and again we get another scene of now two movies Guy in underwear wrestling a dog. Yep. And also two movies. Um, Tom Hanks pull, or Turner here pulls out the car wash scrubber and starts scrubbing him. Yep. Yeah. Didn't even connect that part, but yep, you're right. Yep. I, 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 there might be some uh, old time radio shit going on here. Yeah, 100%. Yep. But uh, next day, uh, they go to like a wedding. and No. Who- okay. No, the wedding is just happening outside of the police department. Okay, the, yeah, okay, like the church is across the street or something. Because I was like, why are they there? And uh, what but, time is it? Like, yeah. it seems like he's just starting his shift. Yeah, like 9 a.m. on a Thursday or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it has to be kind of, because we also get the time frame. Like, this is like, because he was going to take a week off. So mm-hmm. he was he was in, what, his last couple days? And then he was going to take a week off. So he's staying this additional week or whatever. Yeah, to hang out with Lady Bed or whatever. Yeah. Right. But I, I, yeah, this is like a weekday. It seems like it's the morning and the yeah. wedding is done because they're the, 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 they've got the stuff tied to the car and they've got the, you know, the photographer and Hooch is looking out the window because this police department is like, it's a small town. So it's like, on the second floor of like the city hall, I think, or something like yeah, that. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downstairs is the post office kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he sees that that murderer from before. And it's like woo, 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 goes chasing after him and like through the wedding. The guy who has special forces training is also just a wedding photographer. Yeah, that was kind of fucking hilarious. You know, side hustle, right? You, you got your uh... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But... But yeah, so they're chasing him. They even like confiscate a car. Like Ernie, I need your car, and like drive yeah. off with it. Um, and they they lose him or whatever. But they end up like IDing the suspect, and they're like, oh yeah, he's an employee at the seafood factory or whatever. Like aha, they're probably smuggling drugs through there. Right. So they go to check it out. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, there's also a scene where he's like playing with Hooch and they're like bonding because he's like, you're gonna help me get a murderer. You're gonna right. get a murderer. And, and this is. This is the thing where it's like the the turn is uh, the turn or is uh, not um, subtle. It's a very or it's not it's not like it's not gradual. It's like it just he just lo- he yeah. loves the dog. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think maybe if you, I think maybe what we're supposed to get from this is that 
he never really hate, you know, it's not like one of those, like, I hate dogs, dogs, blah, 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 or whatever. And now like gradually comes, I just think it was, I think we were meant to be like, there's no way this is the wrong time for any of this to be happening. Yeah, I see. I took it as Tom Hanks got laid. And so now it's okay to enjoy having a dog around. But has he gotten laid yet? No, not yet. I, right. I, I assume, but I, I think I, they just walk because it's when they, because remember they're making eggs and stuff afterwards. And then, Reginald Bell Johnson goes, oh, you got, you know, like, so I don't know that that's happened, but maybe he's feeling that like, I I feel like this is one of those things where if the movie wasn't moving at just like a, a good pace and it was just enjoyable, maybe this is one of those things where you start like harping on it more that like some suddenly like, I mean, we've seen Hooch like destroy this man's house. I mean, mm. like just destroy everything yeah so you would think the bond and affection would be harder earned like you know harder won um but that's not this kind of movie right and and i'm actually i'm in a way i'm kind of glad that like he becomes so attached to him earlier and it's not the like you know it's not the harry and the hendersons thing go on get out of you know we don't do that stuff right like um I, I, you know, so again, it's one of those things where like, maybe it's not the most appealing thing. Like if you're really trying to like say dramatically for the story, but it's just a, it makes it a breezier watch. And again, totally. Hooch is just like a, a lovable monster. Like, yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I don't just a big dumb galoo. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I just, uh, it's just funny though, because like, Again, comparing it to Canine, like if this, if there was a scene like this, I would have been like, screw this. Like, why, why? Because, but again, also, I guess Belushi was just so unlikable that I can't imagine that he has genuine affection for anything, right? Whereas at least in with this, with Tom Hanks, it's like, he's a weirdo, <laughs> but I see him as being someone that actually likes things and people and stuff so you know anyways yeah so what happens so the next morning um you know they go to the seafood factory and they're like oh yeah that suspect guy didn't check in last night i guess he's abandoned his job or something i don't know well anyway we're gonna check out your seafood factory and of course they're like jim beaver's like i hope we got a warrant motherfucker yeah um but uh you know the chief chief coach is there and he's like oh no yeah yeah go ahead check it out see what we got yeah 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 chief helpful uh-huh and chief when, good guy and, and and when nothing was found the chief's like well you know you win some you lose some and yep. i'm like that motherfucker is the He's bad evil. guy yeah yeah um and i don't know have we oh i think it was actually just before hooch started chasing the when the wedding but like there's this brief moment where like the co- um, chief coach um comes in and he's like ta- he complains about how much it's gonna cost oh yeah to run all of the run all of the tests or whatever that like Scott was calling for on Angus's body and all this stuff. And, and basically like, what, who am I going to have to lay off for this to happen? And just remember yeah, right. that. Do guys. we have to, do we have to sell off one of the cars or something? Yeah. Or, and yeah, then yeah, they yeah, like yeah. try and throw like the dispatcher lady under the belt. Like, yeah, lay her off. And like, you know, but like, again, remember that. So we've got two little clues here. These are the clues that he's the bad guy other than yeah, that. Right? He's super nice. One, Tom Hanks is training his replacement, not a partner, because now we know 
the budget is super tight and they cannot afford to do anything extravagant. So, all right. Because if Coach is not the bad guy, then Tom then Hanks has no job. Because there's no budget to, to keep him on staff and Reginald Val Johnson. And there's no way you're firing him. So, like, yeah. these are those things where it's like, it's, I can't tell if it's like, this is cleverly, like, built or if this is just because it was such an afterthought, like in the, the minds of the writers, that they didn't realize they didn't set it up more than this. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's one of the, it's either genius or a complete accident, and I can't tell which. But I I enjoy it. Like I like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Well, then we get to one of my favorite parts of the movie where we had a little date on the beach with the, mm-hmm. the vet lady or whatever. And she's like asking questions like, hey, so if you, you know, if you yeah. uh, have a, had a girlfriend, like a long term, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I just never had the time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker virgin. Yeah. Dude, this guy has nothing but time. Like the idea that he's ever had a ske- like a such a busy schedule that like he's conflicted on how to spend the time. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So then it, like, it, like, uh, <sighs> Then we cut to like that night, like, oh yeah, she's spending the night, and but I've written down, but she's got to cook, <laughs> right? And and, and 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 he's also keeps talking about like there's something that's bothering him, like there's something about that fish place that's not right. Yeah, there's yeah. all this stuff, and she gives him the advice like, well, just stop thinking about it yeah. because you know, and that's he, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and and this was that idea of just like because this guy is so obsessive about these things he can't stop thinking about it he and he's never had a distraction because again virgin you know so like so that's yeah that's just to say that like he's going to try and like like he hates the way she cracks eggs yeah yeah so he's like trying to show her and like you know from behind, you know, like the yeah. little like golfer's position. Uh, it blah, almost blah, felt blah. like a. Go- it almost, I thought we were gonna get ghost territory. It almost oh, yeah. felt like the <laughs> righteous brothers old. are gonna start playing. Oh my! Yeah. Start whisking that shit. Yeah, bring it to a nice little lather, and then when he went, oh, I was like, yeah. oh shit, did he just? Come? I did. <laughs> you thought that? Okay, because yeah. I was just like, oh. I got I, it. <laughs> I'm I, like, oh no. I get it. Like either, you know, sometimes when you're nervous, it happens too quick or Man. way too late because, you know, so maybe yeah. this was like the delayed reaction. Oh, okay. No, I don't know, Matt. Please feel free to explain. <laughs> I'm talking about being so nervous that like just, you know, I don't know. I'm just leaving it out there. I'm just, I'm just letting that one hang just so you know. I can't believe I didn't see it earlier. I gotta go. Also, I just nutted. Uh, yeah. And he takes Hooch to, like, the stakeout, the seafood place or whatever. And uh, there's also a scene where, like, the, while they're waiting, he, like, tries one of the dog biscuits. And he's like, yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's, not, bad. it's not bad. Yeah. And, and then, like, time passes and he starts talking about Man from Uncle or whatever. And I'm like, okay. uh, no, um, Lancelot, Ch- um, is it Lancelot Chimp? Because it's all chimps as secret agents. Oh. Do you remember that show? No. Um, I, I, uh, on that note, I did just see something on uh, Tubi that I'm going to have to check out called uh, Space Simeon and the the Apes of the Future or something like that. It, it's something on Tubi that like 
based on my viewing history, spoilers, a lot of monkeys involved, uh, they're like, hey, maybe you remember this from the late 80s, early 90s. Like, nope, never heard of it. (laughs) Gotta check it out. Let me ask you this really quick. Do you have your phone near you? I I do. Okay. Just watch your text message in a second. Oh, no, no, no. It's nothing bad. Oh, it's Jar Jar's asshole. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Sorry. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) It'll pop up in a second. This is what he's talking about. And I can't believe you did not know about this show that lasted a season. That was such a bomb. And I love this little character trait that like Scott Turner is the person who found this show so hilarious that he cannot recount the plot without laughing. The it's Lancelot Link, yeah, Link Secret, Secret Chimp. Chimp. Is that a and fucking it is, French it is, hat? The it is a detective slash spy show, but the entire cast is chimps. Fuck yeah, I'm in. All right, so, coming, coming this April. Like, seriously, it is so... Like, I know everything I need to know about Scott Turner... By his reaction to, like, the <laughs> yeah, show. Like, he, he can't even get the words out. He's just like, <laughs> this, is, this is the well, actually well-written version of the scene we saw in K-9, where he's trying to explain, like, how he met his oh, girlfriend. Met his, uh, right? Yeah, Tracy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But whereas that just amplified how much of a jerk that guy is. In this, I'm like, oh, I get him now. Like, he's the kid that sat home alone watched this like kind of infamous like bomb you know one of those shows that everyone's kind of like it's either relegated to completely forgotten or is like just known as a curiosity but no one really enjoyed and it's like he's the kid that loved it that's who scott turner is and it's seriously i'm like i like this guy i don't care how weird he is i now know this character in this scene so. His Lancelot leak is my Congo. Exactly. Right. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I get it. All right. Now, I'm definitely going to have to check out the show now. Cause all I was hearing was Man from Uncle, and I'm like, I mean, I like the Guy Ritchie movie, and i seen a few episodes back yeah. in the day, but yeah, yeah. And maybe, and maybe I mean, honestly, it might have... It, it could have it very well could have had some tie to it or, like, you know, been one of those things where, yeah. But, like, you know, because he kept... Because he clearly said Lancelot Link and Man from Uncle was also well, and, and, and I was trying, to, I was trying to think like, no, it's Napoleon Solo, but right, what was the other guy's name? Was it Lancelot Link? Yeah, no, okay. but yeah. So, anyways, it's uh, but it been about the same era, you know, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, this was like again, this was endearing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, this totally. was, and and felt like it actually. I don't know. It actually moved the plot for me in in the way because I think up to this point in my viewing, I was kind of teetering on the like, okay, is this guy like, do I like this character or don't I? Like, yeah. you know, it's just or, like... Or, or am I forcing myself to like him? Right. Yeah, yeah. Or is it because it's Tom Hanks yeah. and it's just yeah. like generally likable. So like, is, you know. Is this guy a serial killer, but I like him because he's Tom Hanks? That, right. By the way, exactly. when's that movie coming out? I... His heel turn, like, in, in movies, not in... I mean, I know he's done some kind of roles, but, like, that's got to happen soon, right? Like, yeah. Where it's yeah, yeah, just yeah. he... Yeah. I, I, I'm expecting him to be the, like, ultra-mega bad guy at, like, the end of Fast and Furious 12. Right. And that's... The, it's got to be that kind of build-up, right? It's got to yeah, be yeah. in something it, where... If it's not him or Keanu, what are we even fucking doing? Or Nicholas Nicolas Cage. 
Yeah, but that feels too. Nah. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, that, that... Uh, trust me, as a huge Nicolas Cage fan, even that seems like, all right, I can see that one coming. But if it's, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. You, uh, you don't expect it from, from Tom Hanks. It's it's the. Um, but you should, because he's too nice. Exactly. Um, but. Yeah, I, I I do enjoy like, and that's the other thing that I that I think this Turner Hooch has above Canine is, I feel like we're actually seeing as weird as it sounds like, the them as partners, the the human and the dog as partners doing cop work and not just kind of moving from set piece to set piece, which is you know, yeah. you know. Um, like this is like a stakeout. No, yeah, not not, not from sketch to sketch. It's more right. like this leads to this leads to this leads to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it because um, oh yeah, we forgot to mention like um, they they found out this uh, this uh, um, the the suspect or the murderer guy. Uh, apparently, he was like camping out at the Lazy Acres Motel. So they like periodically we'll see him like staking it out or whatever blah, right because blah, blah. he finds out that like people only called to see if he was still there yeah but didn't actually go to check they just took like the motel owners like word like no yeah guy's gone. yeah yeah um which gives us our like he goes rogue basically because it's not in his jurisdiction like so so the the by the book guy is now breaking the rules right like yeah yeah, so he goes in, talks to the, like the the front desk agent. The front desk agent is like, "Never heard of him." Blah blah blah. So Tom Hanks pulls out his gun and pop pop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty close, right? Because doesn't he just shoot the like the few or the the outlet or something? Yeah, he like he shoots, shoots the, out, the outlet. Like, like, oh, you almost shot my leg, and he's like, "Yeah, I could shoot better too." But then that's when the suspect like pops up behind him and is like, "Yeah, surprise, motherfucker!" Yeah, um, and like leads him out with the gun, and then. Uh, and then we get Mind Trap, where, like you mentioned earlier, get yeah. in the car, have Tom Hanks drive, but Tom Hanks, of course, puts on the seatbelt. The other guy doesn't, runs into a goddamn wall, flies Which, through the fucking windshield. Again, is a, is a nice bit of, now we got, okay, we got Chekhov's seatbelt. It was kind of a funny little joke about how uptight he was in the beginning, and Reginald Bell Johnson was like, oh, needed the reminder to put on the seatbelt. You know, that was nice, because we get here, and he... The guy, the bad guy, almost like kind of goes, "You're putting on your seatbelt," and he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. And the guy kind of like laughs at him, like kind of whatever. <laughs> and as soon as the bad guy didn't put on the seatbelt, I'm like, I know exactly what's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. I just like, and and this is like dumb bad guy, like 101. I think is just because you got the gun pointed at him and you're making them drive, you don't have the upper hand because you got a gun. They have a two ton killing machine, right? Because here's the thing. They're pretty much assuming that, like, if they don't do something, they're dead anyways. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. Like, you, this you is... Might, um, you you I, might as I, well I, put them in the trunk. <laughs> right. This, this is... um. I, I'm going to... um. I, he only said this once, as far as I know, but I, I like to call this a Mike Woodism. That I don't remember what episode this was in, but there was some talk um in the movie and whatever movie the grind bin was covering about like someone forcing someone to dig their own grave yeah yeah I'm like, and mike Wood you, was like it. he's like i'm not doing that yeah he's like i'm dying anyways i'm not yep. making anything easy <laughs> exactly and i it, it was one of those things like i'm sure that thought had occurred to me at some point watching one of those movies but like you know usually they try and play it off like you're gonna stall for you're stalling for time hoping something's gonna happen or whatever yeah i just like mike's just like I'm not making this easy on you. <laughs> Fuck you're you, gonna you dig, dig that grave. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, but it's, and it's also such an old timey kind of like yeah. I radio. Uh, what, what, whenever, whenever the, the one that always gets me is when it's like in a crowded area, like a train station or an airport or whatever. And they like got the gun point in your back and like, Oh man, let's get out of here. And I'm like, no, you're going yeah. to, you're have to shoot me in a fucking airport and then get away. Right. Yeah, and then, and then I turn around and just start fucking hugging them. Like, what you gonna do? What you gonna right. do? Disarm <laughs> you? You disarm them? Like, not literally disarm them with from their weapon, but just put them off guard. Like, you know. But I, I, I loved, I loved this moment. And and to be fair, I also like liked that Hooch didn't actually have didn't save him here. Um, not because I didn't think that would be like part good for the movie but it did show like oh wait he's thinking on his feet like this guy yeah, like yeah. it was good to see because he's not he, he's a by the book cop but he's not made out to be like the yeah, super for some cop re- for some reason he doesn't know chief coach is the bad guy yet yeah well to be fair he also just doesn't realize there's a crime going on um yeah. like for the most part yeah he doesn't know the specifics that's for sure but right oh but yeah so yeah the guy goes through the windshield and then like yeah hooch like gets up on him and like puts his mouth around his throat yep. or whatever. And then Tom Hanks is like interrogating him. Like, all right, you're going to blink once for yes, twice for no. Got it. Wait, wait, yep. Yeah. And this is where he's got the stubble and you're like, this is, <laughs> it's good. Like it, it's effective. Like I, I, I like, I like, <laughs> I like this. So then, uh, then we basically cut to like the, uh, the seafood place and he's about to go in there and raid it. And then the chief pops up behind him with a shotgun, and I'm like, Out of again, nowhere, this again, is like a jump scare. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like like he popped out of a crate or something behind him. Like, aha! Oh, hey, I'm here to cover you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 okay, so we should say at this point, Reginald Val Johnson has been written out of the main part of the movie. Um, yep. Yep. I don't it, know why. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they he found the bikes or whatever. Like I don't no, know. Thirty yeah, minutes ago in movie time was that the end. Right, because that's oh, shit, yeah, it was. That, okay, that's yeah, when, yeah. yeah, like that's like, ha, huh, see, you got it. But like at you this point, like him. the last we saw of him is like the stakeout was happening, and they basically were switching shifts. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So I, I didn't, you know, part of me was like, okay, were was he going to find him like knocked out in the car or like captured? You know, it's like why is he just gone from this but yeah. whatever I, you he, know. he's got to film family matters i that's exactly he's got to go to chicago like he's got yeah. a night shift there um but it's okay so if you watching this movie hadn't pieced together that coach is the secret bad guy the way he shows up nervous as can be with a sketchy story about like backup is stationed like blocks away, ready yeah. for a radio call. You're like, yeah, you're the bad guy. Like, like if you didn't piece it together by now, it was like this man is not acting like a stable person. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they go inside and like, oh, place is empty, but the engine's still warm. You tipped him off, didn't you, Chief Coach? And he's like, oh, you son of a bitch, you got it. Oh, that's right. And then uh, Tom Hanks, like, shoots one of the ice blocks and opens up. And, oh, would you look at that? There's bags of money in here. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So that's the way they've been smuggling the money. Yeah, is... and it's like, I guess that might work. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't quite understand the process there, but, like, nor what the money is for, because we've not established that there's, like, 
Yeah, so, and this is where, like, Chief Coach starts going to a thing like, I met some guys when I was in Panama, and, you know, they they trade the currency or whatever. Right. Launder, launder the money through here, and I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess? But, yeah, so, there, so the, the fish factory is laundering money, but you don't launder money by hiding it. Yeah. You, you use a legit front... Yeah, okay. Is, is yeah, seafood it's one of those like front? I don't know, but yeah. Right. It's, it's one of those ones where it's like and it from what I could tell, that was like you that was obviously US currency, so like yeah. Anyways, point yeah, yeah. is like yeah, are, are you getting Peruvian dollars or Panamanian dollars in exchange? No, right. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, the the whole uh but again at this point, like I this see, here's where like that like when a movie can be charming, you can overlook this stuff, right? Because yeah. it's like, I don't yeah, really yeah, yeah. care. I didn't need, in Turner and Hooch, some complicated, like, understanding of, like, whatever. I just know, I just need to know the the, the kid movie logic, right? These are the bad guys. They are doing, they have got money that they should not have, and yada yada, right? And yeah. And technically, I can say it holds together because... Maybe this was Coach stealing money that should have been going to, like, fund stuff in this small town, which is why they're in a budget crunch. That's that's what I put together in my head. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's related, but it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just... Yeah, it's one of those things, like, it could have been done a lot easier and everybody would have been happy, but, yeah, whatever. It, it also is. feels like a white-collar crime, so why there's so many shotguns and all that <laughs> stuff, I don't know. Also, also facts, Yeah. <laughs> But, like, but yeah, Bo- Boyette's there too. Yeah, they, there's a whole fight, like a shootout, and uh, Hooch is like sneaking around above, or like it's one of those like sneaky shootouts, like through the old warehouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it feels very much like um, a shooting ring, shooting gallery, right? Where you like turn the corner, the, and the target pops up. Pops up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and and actually, pretty well. I this is another one of those moments where, like, again, I can say that with a competent director, like, there's some. I feel like I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really spatially aware of like where everyone is in this moment, and yeah. and there are some. I don't know that they're meant to be funny. I don't think they are, but there's some great shots of like low angles of like hooch, like up in like the catwalk, like stalking around. That I just love. Like I just, oh, like, I love oh. the idea that this dog is sneaking around and like. Oh, I'm sure when uh, they were looking for a director for Tomorrow Never Dies, they referred to this scene a bunch. Probably. I would. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, Hooch uh, jumps at Boyette. Boyette turns around. Boom! Ugh. Shoots fucking Hooch. But, and we basically get same kind of villain death, which is like pissed off uh, <laughs> cop seeing dog shot and just unloading right like i mean isn't yeah that... but it was the chief that fucking killed boy at like how could you do that pow and oh that's like, right yeah, yeah yeah that's right and, and then and then turner's like what the fuck did you do that for and he's like all right we're gonna have to get our uh, story straight oh, yeah, you know right, blah yeah. blah blah and uh he's like no look look the, i i gotta deal with these guys from panama and and and, and tom and hanks is just crawling. like yeah it's who's just crawling on the ground like he's obviously been shot and it uh turner's like well, what about Amos? That old fuck? Fuck that guy. You know, whatever. It sucks. But he was going to stand in our way, and he was old anyway. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. he was trying to play, play it off like victim. everything's a victimless crime, like whatever. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. But then uh, Hooch gets him, like, right in the leg, <laughs> bites on him. Yeah, ah. I think he just, like, the Achilles. Like, I think it's yeah. just on. Yeah, it was, like, high Achilles, like, right in the calf kind of oh, thing. God. It was like, ah, oh, fuck, And you done. know that jaw was, that, that, I mean, that's just a, just. It's, it's like a Komodo dragon. Like, if, if you like, live, you're not yeah. walking again. Or at least oh, that, not that leg. <laughs> you, you already have gangrene in there, trust me. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, then they struggle, and then gun, gun goes off. And the chief is down. Oh. He gets shotgun to the chest, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, he's down hard. Which again, some there's some squib work in here that I felt like maybe pushed the PG rating a little bit. Like I was oh, kind yeah. of, sh- I was, I mean, not, not that I was concerned about it, but I was just like, kind of like, whoa, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, like, a, you know, but. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Chief's down, uh, Hooch is doing rough, and the cops show up and take him to the vet, and we get a super sad fucking scene, that's, scene that Steve definitely wasn't tearing up oh, for. Oh, my and, God. Okay. I... And then, uh, yeah, Hooch is gone, I just, and I, I've written down, I, fuck this movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, again, I'm like... So much of the, the the rush with the dog, the wounded dog, into, like, a medical facility, like, is, again, same from K-9, right? But, like, yeah, yeah. obviously here he's going to the vet and stuff, and he's kind of doing the same. But, like, this is where – I hate to break this to people, but, like, Jim Belushi is no Tom Hanks. What? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Look, I'm sorry to deliver this hard truth, but, like – because when Tom Hanks is sitting with Hooch while, like, Mayor Whittingham's, like, you know, starting to work on him, and he just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again, just the, we're going to get you home, we're going to get you, and, and he yeah. won't deviate from that. Like, in this silly movie where Tom Hanks is, like, doing his 80s freakouts half the time, that was the most almost most traumatizing part because I'm like that is like what you do, like that's what someone does when they are genuinely, genuinely like going like yeah like I, this I, can't I don't be know what to do we're we're gonna get you home we're gonna get right. you home buddy that's all we're gonna do so yeah, yeah, I'm the, the, really the, this, expecting the this turnaround was, yeah this scene was up there with the fucking like land before time like yeah. <laughs> like Lightfoot's mother or whatever <laughs> or, yeah uh, I think uh, I, I honestly I think I now realize why I hadn't watched this movie in a long time. Because, again, throughout the movie, I'm so just pleasantly enjoying... Like, I'm just enjoying the experience. Like, this is a fun movie. Like, why did I not... Why wasn't this one of those movies I watched all the time? Like, this, you know, and then I'm like... When she... When it's silent and when she shakes her head, when she's listening for the heartbeat, uh, I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? I thought this was a Disney... Right! <laughs> Yeah. You kill if it's a Disney movie. You kill the animal at the beginning to set the hero in motion, not at the end. Like, and yeah. I realized in that moment, I'm like, this is probably why. I bet you, I at a certain point, like I I blocked this part from my memory because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, um, but we do get you know, like obviously it cuts to sometime later, um. Yeah, it's just like a morning in Monterey, and uh, I was he's like, got a wedding t- ring on now. Nice little subtle touch. Yep, yeah, and a new partner. And I was like, wait a minute, what happened to Reginald Vell Johnson? Is where we see like he got the bust of the the stolen bikes or whatever in a storage unit or whatever. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay, he's still around. Got it. 
Right, because now I, I believe that he's probably, like, I think Scott's the captain now. Or what he seems in charge. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain which, now. Which, again, is also why the twist had to happen. Because Scott couldn't stay in town and keep his job yeah. without, because their budget, all that. So you make Coach the bad guy <laughs> yeah, for job security. Here's the thing, Chief, Chief Coach is dead. Oh, so you're saying there's a job opening. Yep. <laughs> see, see? Look, Scott was going for a promotion. He Now he didn't have to leave town. He got it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kill the boss. <laughs> um, that's how you that, look. There's only one way to get ahead in business, and it's Whoops. to uh, murder everyone. Yeah, look. Um, how do you become the king? Kill the king. <laughs> right. There's one way. It's it's Highlander rules. How do you become Highlander? Exactly. There can only be one. Right. See? We don't we don't have the budget for more. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and then you know it's, it's cutesy. Like they're trying to like make it seem like there's maybe kids. Like, you know, there's something like he got out or whatever and, you know, he's married. He's like, leave my domestic, you know, problems like to me or whatever. I can handle my. Obviously, you know, that's yeah. not the case. Although I have to say I had <laughs> foolish, stupid Matt was like, Hooch lived. <gasps> oh, but I'm I... like, wait, why would he be misbehaving? Why would he got out? And then I'm like, wait a minute, the collie. OK, yeah, hold I... on. I distinctly remembered Hooch Jr. from watching it as a kid. I'm like, oh, I remember this being like the most adorable fucking dumb dog you've ever seen in your life. You know, I think there's actually like a very solid chance that I never saw this last scene up oh, until shit. now. Well, I don't because I it's like I don't remember it at all. And I wonder, did I like stop watching the movie after Hooch died? Or like, like did right, I, I mean, right, I right before know. or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Or was I so upset or was I, I don't know. Because it's like I don't remember like this at all. Like, whereas I've had yeah. this vague recollection of everything up to, but um, but yeah, it's you know it's cute. Like I, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's nice. I don't know that it makes up for the fact that they killed Hooch though. Like I don't I mean, know. Like it, it at least does a valiant effort of trying. Yeah. 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 Oh, but Matt, uh, uh, I, I need. Uh, sorry, you mentioned the like, like. I never saw the the last couple of minutes of this movie and blah blah blah. And I'm like, so the first time I watched Devil's Advocate, <laughs> okay, I stopped the movie when Charlize Theron's character killed herself. I'm like, okay, fuck this movie. There's no way it's coming back. I almost missed out on the greatest 15 minutes in cinematic history. The last 15 minutes of that movie because I said. Fuck this movie. Yeah. Fuck it in its ass. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah. You didn't get to see Pacino Unleashed? I mean, well, you know, the rest of the movie. I but... know, but like. <laughs> but no, yeah, that final scene, it was like. And then watching it, like, I don't know, three years later or something, when someone's like, you don't know about the ending of Devil's Advocate? I'm like, no, I stopped at a very particular part because I, I was recovering from an inj- like a car car crash at that point. And so when that happened, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't care anymore. Right, yeah. <laughs> Life's too short. Yeah, and then watching it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, this is yeah. amazing. But anyway, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. No, <laughs> I, no, that's, you know, it's so funny because, like, you know, nowadays we're so, like, conditioned to, like, even sit through the credits, which, to be yeah, fair, yeah, I think yeah. is one of the, maybe there's there's a slight benefit to all that post credit stuff is maybe some people, I you know, 
have gotten more recognition, be, you know, because people are now sitting through their credits. Not that they're always reading them, but like, whatever. I guess that there's something to that, you know, because yeah. people work hard, whatever. But like, um, I don't know. It's so funny, though, because I, I, I don't know. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, does, did it dramatically, whatever, did, did the ending have to go that way? Like, I don't think it did, right? But, like, I guess it's kind of gutsy. I Matt, guess Matt, it's kind of. It did have to. You know why? Because Tom Hanks had bigger and better things to do and didn't want to get roped into sequels. Not, no, no, no. Because Jerry Lee survived. That's true. This is the rule of opposites, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you got to change it just enough. You know, it, it like, oh, we'll come back then, just like Canine I watched three months ago. Right. Like, oh, no, oh, no, this one's dead. Oh, but the puppies, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, Turner, Turner 2 Hooch or whatever. Right, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's Hooch Jr. or whatever. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, let me see. Well, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that because I think this can wrap up into. I think I I think I my final thoughts under on what that you part. learned or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, roll credits. Yeah. Would, would you recommend Turner and Hooch? Yes, I absolutely, would. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> caveat, obviously, um, if you can't, if you if you are like one of those people that has to check the do the does the dog die in this dot com or whatever before you watch something. Oh, geez. Look, uh, guys, if if you do that, I mean, th- th- this this one at least has a purpose, blah, blah, blah. Also, guys, I'm going to tell you something right now. Anything older than, like, six years ago, all dead. those dogs are dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's... You're welcome. Yeah. Way to ruin Wizard of Oz for me. <laughs> uh, Matt, How's I, Toto? Matt, I, I don't need to... I think every single living creature involved with Wizard of Oz is dead now. <laughs> oh, the only one I care about is the dog. Well, yeah, but yeah. Screw the humans. Yeah, the the flying monkeys, yeah, they're all dead. No, oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. You so, uh, Matt, would you mention <laughs> would you mention any fun facts about this movie? I would. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes? What do you think the critics thought of Turner and or Hooch? Um Gosh, uh, I don't know. Critics. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It nearly identical with the audience score. Okay. When it's that, then I got to say, is it in the, let me say 65. 50 with the critics, 51 with the audience. Okay. All right. Ba- that makes sense. I mean, I'm basically not... those that like dead dogs and those that don't like dead dogs. Yeah. Well, I was, I was trying to give it like, the, I, I knew I was kind of aiming a little high. That was that was optimistic, but yeah, that makes sense. Because at the end of the day, it's a perfectly fine movie. That you know, I feel like you could nitpick to death and yeah, really yeah. like lower the score. You know, but yeah, that makes sense. All right, here's the real question: thirteen million dollar budget compared to seventeen million for Canine. What do you think the worldwide gross was for oh, Turner and Hooch? Keep in mind, canine. It was seventy-eight point two worldwide. Yeah. So, all right. Do you think it was higher, lower, much higher, much lower? I think it was. God, I don't know. I'm gonna say higher, but not much higher. I, I in the eighties. 
is actually just lower. It's like 71.1. Oh, so okay. like 10% lower. So yeah, about the same, but for coming out three months after yeah, K9 just come bad, out then. and on a lower budget, like I think it's like, what, four or five times, almost six times the budget as opposed to Technically kind of a downer ending, like... No sequels, I mean, only the remakes like 35 years later or whatever the hell. Yeah, apparently there was like a television movie sequel. I don't know if that was oh. recent too, or I don't know. I just, you know. Oh man, I'll check it out. Uh, there were Maybe three... it stars Tom Everett Scott, I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, apparently, Jack Nicholson, Bill Murray, and Chevy Chase were all considered for the role of Scott Turner. Can you picture any of those Not in a this chance. role? Yep. Nope. They're all... Look, <laughs> I I could see them in K-9. Uh, yes, I mean, obviously, Bill Murray. I, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bill 100%. Murray is, like, the good version of Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, and, and Chevy Chase can do the smarmy, um, you know... Yes, but like yeah, Fletch and Hooch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, which the, the, is, I, I guess this has been more memoirs of the Invisible Man and Hooch era, but yeah. right. But yeah, no, I think you 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 needed to overcompensate with a likable actor to make sure that like how annoying Turner probably would be in real life doesn't like sour you, right? Like yeah. you 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 overcompensate by get, giving giving the roles of someone so likable that like even the quirks and like the annoying aspects seem kind of more charming right like yeah yeah that's how you try to win them yeah. um, i mean that's yeah that's the only way i can think of it because i this is also another one of those movies where you go like yeah you swap out that lead and like i don't think i like the character like i you know so so much of it is definitely you know riding on like the tremendous star that is Tom Hanks, even if this was still when he was just seen as a comedic actor. Yeah. Well, you know, Tom Hanks, beloved good guy of Hollywood or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, who was originally hired as the director of this movie before Roger Spottiswood? Uh, who? Henry Winkler, the fucking Fonz was (gasps) originally hired as the director, but Two weeks into filming, he was fired by Disney executive Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was dissatisfied with his work. When asked about being fired from the movie, uh, Henry Winkler said, quote, Let's just say I got along better with Hooch than I did with Turner. Oh, wow. Yeah, what? That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Would go on to direct Cop and a Half, which I talked about in our previous episode. Oh, so was there, Winkler? Okay. That was Henry Winkler, yeah. Nice. And, okay, look it up here. Yes, there was a pilot for a Turner and Hooch television series that was filmed starring Tom Wilson, a.k.a. Biff of Back to the Future fame, uh, oh. and, and Wendy Pratt. Uh, it was aired on the Magical World of Disney 1988, but the series was not picked up until 2021 when they did that one with uh, apparently Josh Peck, who is from Drake and Josh, whatever the fuck yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy that there was the... Um... Oh, and that's twelve episodes. It says here. So okay, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. I the TV movie thing with Biff. That's yeah. That's a that's a weird like swerve. That I don't know if I. I don't know. I mean, like I know he's not Biff, but like he's likable. I, I seen Freaks and Geeks. He could pull oh off sure the yeah yeah OCD but it's nerd just, kind of thing. Yeah, but it really know. doesn't feel. I don't know. It feels very off. But who knows? You know. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. Well. Matt, we've also reached the most important part. Yes. 
What did we learn from Turner or Hooch? So, what I think I learned... So, let me... Okay, I learned two things. One, um, very important in your dog cop movie is give the dog a stake in... Not not a literal stake like Jim Belushi gives him, (laughs) but a stake in the plot. Because I do think... and I, I purposely did not mention it throughout this because I think it's one of those moments where it, once it dawns on you, it makes sense. Like, this is a revenge movie from from Hooch's perspective. And it doesn't play that way. No, but, not even a bit. But I think that's how they get away with killing the dog. Because the mission, the revenge is done. He is, you know, what I mean? like it feels like he's more involved rather than it's just a job. So what you're telling me is there was a a shortened scene there at the end where Hooch does rip out the throat of the murderer of Amos. Yes. Oh, 100. Yes. Yeah. After they get the information from him, then he says, all right, kill. We don't see him cart him to jail. Exactly. Exactly. And that was not in his jurisdiction, so no one has to know that Scott did that, right? Like, and, and it probably gives a dark twist where it's like, oh no, Hooch is a vigilante, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. And then he gets shot at the end, and it's like, uh, I deserve this. Uh, but, I, I don't know, something. I, something. But I gotta say, like, I, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a small thing to, like, that one of the, one of the reasons why, the characters here, and this is no slight against Jerry Lee, did a great performance in K-9, but he was just a cop. That was just a job, right? Like, there's no... This is like the... It's this time it's personal of the two uh, movies, and I do think that is worth something. So I say I learned that the best way to have a cop that is also a dog is to make sure that there is a personal stake from the dog's perspective. That's the the, the main stake. lesson. Um, the other lesson I have to say is... <laughs> the other thing I learned is don't let a coach for a football team walk into an easy job as your uh, chief of police in your small town because chances are he's the villain. Yeah, that makes sense. So... Um, I learned apparently dogs don't see in 2D. However, I don't think that's true because when I'm watching porn on my laptop, the dog knows something's going on. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know that position. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my style. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Well, Matt, thank you so much. <laughs> what, what, what an end. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies as I'm officially losing my voice. Um, I this is a marathon. You- I understand you also have a podcast of some sort. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Mighty Peculiar returns in January 2024. Um, that's the conspiracies and politics show and how those intersect. Um, but more importantly is Ed and Matt on campus, which is Eddie the Axe and I um, talk watching dead man on campus once a week for a college year and talking about it and tracking our emotional journey. Uh, mine has been, uh, surprisingly, uh, revealing. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I've I, been I coming to terms with lots of, <laughs> lots of things. It is, um, 
you know, I, I, how about this? Once we're done with this particular um, podcast, I have no need to write an autobiography. Yeah, pretty this much. This will be it. Um, but it, it, it may or may not be submitted as evidence in a future court case or. Uh, yeah. Yes. There's always that. Um, Eddie likes to entrap me, I believe. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it's a lot of fun. And I, I like to say, we encourage you to watch Dead Man on Campus because clearly Eddie and I love that movie. But do not feel like you need to watch Dead Man on Campus to listen to the show because it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie most as, of the time. As someone who has still yet to see Dead Man on Campus, I can agree. It's not required at all. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we we use the smallest of springboards um, each week to discuss the movie where but we really just come up with alternate theories and just talk about whatever really it's um it's great and actually i gotta say one one thing um i did not add to the previous plug for this is something i find very interesting is eddie and i while i've known him for a couple years you know but it's been very much in passing like this is so Eddie and I like are really also getting to know each other each week. And um, I, one of the best compliments that I got was when someone, uh, a, f- a friend of mine that I've known for years had listened and he goes, it really seems like you and Eddie have known each other, like since you were kids. And I'm like, yeah, that's funny because like, no, we haven't at yeah, all. We, we so, met like 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally was on his show a couple times and then we cross paths a couple times on the grind bin. Like, but beyond that, like it's, we I, I honestly, before we start doing the show, I think I could count on one hand, the amount of shows we've been on together. And then just the general interaction or like passing, you know, messages or whatever, we're pretty few and far between. Um, so like the fact that it's been this easy to do and entertaining is, um, is rewarding on its own. So yeah, yeah Ed and Matt on campus. Excellent. Yeah. Check it out. And of course, Izzy can find it untidy Venus. That's the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. She has amazing art. Check out all of her wares, buy all of her stuff. And you went, honestly hit her up direct. She'll cut you a deal on it and stuff too. So yeah, there you go. Uh, we're on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at E I L F movies. That's, Everything I learned from movies. Yeah, totally losing my voice right about now. I know. You can even I, harmonize with yourself. What's going I, on? I sound like Barry White now. Please keep in mind, listeners, I have kept Steve for four and a half hours in total and it's, at this point. It's been a rough fucking week, too. Yep. I'll, I'll give you that. But um, This was the perfect time to have Matt on. <laughs> yeah. Make- Surprise, shocking twist. I'm the villain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, look. I, I put my microphone in blocks of ice. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> yeah, say I, I'm the one that made you watch the the sad puppy movies at the end. Yeah. But anyway, uh, see, I, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm busy. And I'm Matt. <laughs> and this is everything I learned from movies. Oh my god, I'm gonna Woo. die. This is, this is you sound like Axl Rose now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Can't hit any of them. <laughs> Awesome. Oh my god, have a good night everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I like I like I like going out strong. That's good. <laughs>